Welcome to a talk with St Saviour's Summer. We hope that it blesses you. All right, good morning everybody. My name's Shirley and I'm a member of the church family here. And just want to say that it's glorious sunshine outside and you have chosen to come here. And I think I've said this before, but I'm going to go and say it again. You have made the right choice. Well done for turning up to worship God this morning. We're carrying on looking at the letters to the churches in Revelation, which is a wonderful subject for an all-age church, all-age service. Um, And we're looking at the letter that was written to the church at Thyatira. But before I do that, I wanted to ask you if there's anybody here who has never eaten a carrot. Could you put your hand up if you've never eaten a carrot? Okay, so what I'm going to say now is really important for everybody because this is some new information. You'll probably hear it on the BBC News tonight. But did you know that it's estimated that 99% of the people who die from heart disease have eaten carrots? 99% of people involved in car accidents have all eaten carrots within 60 days of the incident. It gets worse. Carrot eaters born between 1920 and 1940 have been noted to have wrinkled skin, brittle bones and failing eyesight. And lastly, among all the people born in 1900 in the UK who have eaten carrots, there has been 100% mortality. (laughs) Now, before we go on, because I think this needs some careful consideration, perhaps you could just discuss with your next door neighbor or in family groups whether or not you will ever buy another carrot again. So could you please... Have that discussion for a few minutes. Okay. Having had your little discussion now, is there anybody in the room who is now not going to ever eat a carrot? If you're going to never eat a carrot again as long as you live. Okay, so how many have I got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come and get them afterwards, okay? (laughs) Just so that I don't get lynched by the mums afterwards, carrots are really good for you. (laughs) They're a good source of fibre, vitamin A and antioxidants, so really important part of your diet. Okay. Let's get back to Thyatira. I'm going to read the passage from the Bible. I've shortened it slightly. To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds 
your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are doing more now than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching, only hold on to what you have until I come. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So Thyatira was a really important commercial center in those days. It traded in all sorts of commodities, um, wool, linen, clothing, dye stuffs, leatherwork, tanning, and it was known for its excellent bronze work, which was probably why there was the reference in the reading to feet being like burnished bronze. That obviously meant something special to those people in Thyatira. And these trades each had their own guilds. Um, I think the idea was that you met in these guilds, you would trade secrets, trade secrets. You would maybe set prices so that no one would undercut other people in the guild. There might even be ways of ordering raw materials in large quantities and perhaps stockpiling it. Um, and it also involved lots of meetings together. So it would be like a good network for people in the same business as you. And they had a lot of influence in the city. And if you had wanted to take advantage of all those things, you had to be a member of the guild. And I'm sure that involved passing over money. And we know about these guilds because in Thyatira that we found um, the archaeologists have found no end of evidence for these guilds, and in fact, they found more guilds represented in Thyatira than any other city in the whole of the Roman province of Asia at that time. So it was a pretty big deal. The problem for our Christian friends in Thyatira all those years ago was that each guild had its own patron deity. It had its own god or idol that you were expected to worship. There were feasts and festivities that involved all sorts of um, excessive festivities, shall we say. People were encouraged to indulge in every way at these festivities and you are expected to eat the food that had been offered to these idols at the ceremonies. So, if you were a Christian in that church, in Thyatira, what would you have done if you were, say, a dealer in dye stuffs? The guild would encourage you to worship an idol, 
it would encourage you to eat the food that had been offered to that idol um, and indulge in behavior that was not in line with what Jesus wants us to do. But if you didn't join, your business would suffer. Indeed, you might not be able to trade at all. And that meant that your family would suffer. <clears throat> now, you know what the right answer is in your heart, in your brain. We all have a brain. There were none in my basket, so you decided to keep yours. Um, but it's still hard. It's still really hard to make those tough decisions. Maybe there's a little bit of wriggle room here. Perhaps we could just compromise in some way. Maybe it's not as bad as they say it is. And we all know that compromising our faith can be really tempting. Hmm, so what to do then? I know, I'll go and talk to that prophet at the church. They're in a position of leadership. I'll get some advice. She'll know what to do. So this prophetess says to you, and prophetesses were quite common in those days, men and women, and were given positions of leadership in the church. And the prophetess says to you, oh, don't worry, you're overthinking this. Cross your fingers when you worship that idol. Just eat a little bit of the food. Um, and when you get back to church, just say sorry to Jesus and carry on. It will be all right, don't worry. Phew, she says it's okay. Now I can go and join that guild. Really? Really? We have to be really careful and we have to weigh stuff for ourselves. In his letter in the Bible, James says, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, a small minority in that church in Thyatira had seen through the deceptions of the prophet in the church. And those Christians did not compromise, but they stood firm, and it may well have been at great cost. And these, cheese, these people were held in high regard by Jesus um, because they could distinguish between authentic and false worship, authentic and false um, teaching. Jesus tells these courageous people to hold on to what you have. Hold on to your insight, your courage, and your wisdom until I come. I really hope <clears throat> if I'd have been in that church in Thyatira, I'd have been able to um, hold on to what I believed was right. And I really hope that each one of you would have had the courage as well to hold on to what you believed. And how fantastic if the end of that letter to the churches in Thyatira had been different. Just a resounding well done from Jesus. So how do we recognize false teaching and false worship? Well, get to know your Bible. Read it. Study it. Ask questions about it. Come to church. Listen to what is spoken from the front, but then go home and weigh it up. Check with what's in the Bible. Get into a life group, some small group, a meeting with friends where you can ask questions, challenge things, 
grow and develop. In Thessalonians, Paul said, test all things and hold fast to what is good. So, when you die and you get to heaven and you stand before Jesus, he will ask you to give an account. And it won't wash if you stand before him and you say, she told me to do it. Like the church members at Thyatira, you will have to decide what is, true, what is the true teaching of Jesus and find the courage to follow him. Amen. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviourssunbury.org.uk. Thank you.